Hi and welcome to the Simple Life Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Russ, and we're on location at Draco Park in a Grantham property type in Burton-upon-Trent. We've got a special episode today, Styling Made Simple with Loft Interiors' Kelsey Evans. So we've teamed up with Loft Interiors. Kelsey's with us today to talk about interior design. But first, Kelsey, let's talk about Loft Interiors. Hi. How did it? Uh, how did the partnership come together with Simple Life Homes? So um, Loft have been a furnishing solution interior design company for 20 years. It's actually our 20th anniversary this year, which is very exciting. Uh, we've worked with Simple Life Homes for uh, a good few years now, I think. And I was lucky enough to get the opportunity to and work on this show home with them. So it's very exciting and yeah. So this is one of yours? Yeah. <laughs> do you feel proud? Is it like showing off your child? It really is, yeah. No, it's a really lovely home to do. Really enjoyed the install. Um, we've got some lovely videos online. You might have seen it on the Instagram, on the socials of how we created the space and the installation process. And yeah, it's a really nice, a nice home to do. So it's very nice being on location here today. How did you get into interior design? Where did it start for you? So I was always really into anything creative when I was younger and I went into my A-levels, I did psychology, art and English and I ended up really loving the concept of how the psychology and art came together. So why do we feel a certain way? Why do we react a certain way? Um, and when I started looking at universities, I found interior design course. I've always loved interior design, I always loved homes, comfort and um, it kind of linked to the psychology a little bit as well, which I absolutely loved. So um, yeah, I went to do interior design at Salford University fell in love with it, loved it my time there, and then um, ended up working for a furniture company and growing into the interior design position. That's really interesting, the whole psychology, because I've never thought of interior design as a psychological thing. Can you tell us more about that? I think what, what is with interior design is you're designing for the people. So you know, whether it's a home or an amenity space or anything really, it's how do we react to that space and how do we feel within a space? And that's what I've always loved about it. So it's where I pull a lot of inspiration from, particularly when doing residential design, because you're designing for people who need to live in these spaces. So it's a lot of how do we feel a certain way, what's comfortable, what's going to help us relax. And it's kind of where it comes into it for me. This is going to be so interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to finding (laughs) this. So so when you walk into a room, how do you feel? Yeah, it's so important. I think furniture and the interiors is a huge aspect of that. And it can come from such a broad spectrum of things. So the natural light within the space, the colours that you use, but then right down to the furniture that I choose, because a lot of my role at the moment is the furniture aspect. Um, So yeah, it's how do I choose a sofa, a chair, what colours am I putting in, what textures and why. So it's really important, I think, and particularly when you're designing for, as we said, people, because we're all human and we all want to feel relaxed and cosy and I think furniture and interiors plays a big part in that. And obviously tastes change as well don't they over the years because you look back and you know you watch the property program say 20 years ago and it's like how how did we live in that? (laughs) So how do you bring that into it all? I think it's that conversation against sort of timeless and trendy, isn't it? And is something timeless or is it just trendy right now? Um, I do think furniture is an extension of fashion. So a lot of things do come back around and we're seeing it now with people um, bringing different styling aesthetics that were you know, sort of popular a few years ago. Um, but yeah, I think it's just really important to design for what makes you feel comfortable. And I think that you can't really go wrong with a space that you feel completely relaxed in. Um, and I think colours... For me, I'm quite a muted. I like lots of tonal colours, um, sort of earthy tones. I think we're seeing that coming into trend a lot at the moment. Um, I don't think they're going to go away anytime soon. 
Um, but yeah, I think everything kind of always comes back around, doesn't it, eventually? <laughs> so earthy tones, you're talking what, like browns and stuff like that? Or? I think we're seeing it a lot now, um, sort of whether it's the, it's the soft shades of brown, lots of the khaki greens, um, terracottas, all those tones you'll find in nature, uh, quite autumnal as well, very warm. Um, I think it's especially since the lockdown COVID experience when we all sort of felt probably quite distant from nature because we were literally locked down. Um, so it was, I think since then, the desire to bring nature within your home is so much more um, desired. So I think that comes through whether it's the colours that we choose or the textures is how do we bring those elements inside the home and make us feel closer okay. to nature. So you mentioned earlier about trendy and timeless. <laughs> how, how do you do that? I think it's a really tricky one because I think interior design is very subjective to each individual and what you like in your home, I think has to work for you. So often trends are quite tricky because they're, they're popular for sort of a few weeks on Instagram and then we don't see them again. I think for me to make something timeless, it has to be timeless to you. And whenever I make a purchase to my home personally, it's how am I still going to like this in five months, five years? And if I don't think I will, I don't tend to purchase it. So I think it's understanding how that piece you're purchasing is going to be timeless to you within your home. Um, I found in my house, it was, do I buy things for this house, but then I might move house next year. And when I used to rent, I sort of rented a different property every year. I moved a lot. Um, so a lot of time I was making sure I weren't buying things that were super trendy there, but would never fit the next home I was going to. So I think you've got to make it timeless for you, really. Okay. So Kelsey, when people uh, move into their home, um, sometimes it's going to be tricky to paint the walls and add colour that way. Are there any ways of adding colour? Oh, 100%. I think it comes into the styling aspect of it. So the accessories, so artwork, cushions, throws, bedding. Um, don't be afraid to have a little bit of fun with that. Um, have fun with different textures on your cushions. You could um, stagger cushions, have a few different ones. Um, artwork's a really great way to do it because um, it's not, not super expensive. You can swap the pr um, prints out as and when you change your mind with them. And you can add lots of pops of colour without having to paint a wall, for example. So yeah, I would definitely say play around with your styling if you are living in a space where you don't want to paint the wall. Um, in my rented apartments, I never painted. Um, so I always just bought lots of like fun cushions, a nice rug and lots of prints as well. So yeah, don't be afraid to have some fun with the styling. It's really interesting with the prints because usually when you think, oh, I'll buy a picture and then it's up there forever, but you used to change your prints on the wall. Yeah, I sometimes will change out the print that's in the frame. Once you've got the frame, you can swap it out if you change your mind or sometimes I'll, I actually painted my own prints in my house because I couldn't decide a paint that I wanted. So I made it like a full afternoon of painting and um, I've had them all for a couple of years now. So if I do decide I want a different print, I'll just repaint something else and I've already got the frame. And then I'll swap them in and out as time goes by. That is such a good idea. Yeah, it's cost effective as well. <laughs> but you don't want to start putting pictures of the kids' artwork up on the wall. <laughs> well, may maybe yeah, you do. Maybe. <laughs> maybe you do. So talking about um, small rooms, have you got any small space solutions? Oh, if anyone knows, I've probably said this a hundred times. Um, I, I, when I was during COVID and we were working at home, I was in a one bed flat with my partner. He wanted a full desk, a full desk chair. And it took up so much space in a one bed flat. And then I needed a working space because I couldn't work in the dining table anymore. And I was like, well, I can't fit in another desk and another desk chair. So I ended up turning my console table into a laptop table because all I had was a laptop and a monitor. So I didn't actually need a full desk. So I um, took my console from the hallway, put my dining chair with it, put my laptop on, popped the monitor on. And for those hours from nine till five, it was a perfect desk. And then in the evening, I was able to convert it back 
to a console table. So I took my chair away, put my laptop in my bag, put a monitor underneath and then redressed it. And it was a really good way for me. One, space saving, it was super handy. Didn't have to buy any more new furniture because I actually had it all there. But it also meant on the weekends and the evenings I could break away from work and put everything away. I didn't have a huge desk in my small one bed flat. So a console table or a small laptop table can have a dual purpose. That was a really good idea. Yeah, that's my favourite. And also <laughs> hidden storage, so ottoman beds. Life-changing, love an ottoman bed, hide everything. <laughs> really? Okay, yeah. that's great. The ottoman, when you lift up, you lift yeah, it up, yeah. that's Hid it. Yeah, hidden storage is great. You know, things like the media unit we've got here, lots of cupboards. Um, I've got a little ottoman stool that has storage inside so I can put things in there. So I think if you've got a small apartment, so I lived in one beds for four years, I think, in the end. So finding those little hidden storage was really important. But um, yeah, my favourite one is a dual-purpose console laptop table. That's a great idea. Yeah. And saved your relationship during lockdown. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk trends then. What's big in home design at the moment? What's the uh, what's the big thing at the moment? I think as we touched on earlier, a trend that we're seeing become more and more popular is those earthy tones. I think it's that bringing nature inside. Um, I think it's a, quite a timeless, I wouldn't even call it a trend. I actually think it's really timeless and we're just going to see more and more of a desire for it. Those sort of softer, muted tones, like I mentioned before, the terracottas, the khakis, um, those nice soft um, shades of brown, whether it be like a beige or a pebble. I think it's that desire to feel closer to the outside world um, in any sort of property that we're in. I think that's definitely coming in right now. And I think occasionally as well, a little bit more monochromatic is a trend we're starting to see. So how can we make a palette uh, that doesn't always have to have that super feature colour? Um, so you can go monochromatic, but play around with textures instead. And I think we're seeing that a lot more um, um, in, in interior design as well. So a room can all have one palette, but there's different shades of that colour, there's different textures of that colour. So different ways to play around with colour and texture. Is it is it the same throughout the house or do you recommend maybe making changes from the bedroom to the living room or do you think it's better just to have a home all the way through with the same sort of style? I mean, my home probably has quite a one consistent style throughout just because the, the items that I like, the things that I loved. Um, I do think it really depends on the use of that space and what you're going to use it for. So for me, a bedroom has to be really cosy, really relaxing. So I went for a lot of soft tones because um, I didn't want it to feel too loud or too vibrant. I wanted to get home and be able to fully relax um, when I went to bed after a busy day. Um, but I kind of um, carried that, that style throughout my whole house then because I wanted my whole house to feel that way. However, I think... Um, you know, you can have a bit more fun in the living room if you wanted to. Living room is where you're going to be more awake, more lively, but maybe your bedroom, you want it more tonal, more soft. So I think it's really what works for you in the use of each space and how you want to feel within each space of your home. So when people move into a new property and they might not be an expert on this, where's the best place for people to start? How do you, how do you start designing like a blank canvas? What, so I, where would you start? So I think first of all, I'd prioritise what you want to do first. Um, so look at the rooms, what do you think, like, where do you want to go first? So I prioritise that way. I would then look at budget. I would always say cause it's very easy with um, furnishing a new home to under budget and end up needing more than you realise. I mean, the great thing is about a simple life home, you come in and look the flooring, all the finishes are done for you, which is amazing. You haven't got to worry about that budget. But yeah, with your furniture, um, look at where you prioritise. So for me, I always prioritise a comfy sofa. Um, and a nice comfy mattress and bed because you can't really put a price on a good night's sleep on a cosy sofa. So yeah, you need to look at what is important to you. 
Um, like me at my dining area, I looked at the purpose of that dining space. I always knew I wanted to be able to host Christmas, have a lot of friends around. So my priority in the dining area was a big dining table that could seat six to eight people comfortably. So I think it's important to maybe write down what your priorities are, what you find important, what you want to use your home for, and then work your way from there. And I guess living in a home for a bit as a blank canvas, to use that phrase, is probably quite useful, I guess. Yeah, because you'll learn about the house and how the light hits it as well. I didn't buy furniture for my home for the first few weeks. I had like a few spare pieces from my last apartment, which I knew was gonna we were going to sell on. Um, but yeah, I didn't buy my sofa straight away because I needed to understand how I lived within that, that space, how the light hit the living room at different angles of the day, where I actually wanted to put my sofa. Did I want a corner? Did I want a straight sofa? And I didn't know until I'd settled in that space and utilised it. So I definitely would say sort of spend a bit of time in your home, learn to love it, understand the different dynamics throughout the day and then make your choices from there. And I think um, just um, don't rush it. Take your time. Because you want your furniture to be timeless, you want it to last, you know, you want to be able to buy a piece now that you love and still have it in 10 years, 20 years. So take your time, there's no rush and yeah, you'll find what you want. But when you go out and start looking at furniture, you've got a million and one choices, especially on your website, Loft. <laughs> it's like, where do you start? It's, uh, it, it's great to have all the choice, I guess. I think, again, that's just understanding each piece and what it's going to be used for. So I, with my sofa, for example, I wanted to be able to have like cosy movie nights. So I always know I wanted quite a deep sofa. Um, then I ended up choosing an L-shaped sofa because I wanted to be able to have that corner. And then we actually ended up going for an ottoman rather than a coffee table because we wanted to be able to push it in and make it like a nice, big, cosy, cinematic experience. So I think it's ensuring that sort of knowing what you're looking for before you go looking. Um, it's very easy to get excited and run to the shop or run to a website, and then it, it is a lot of choice. Um, so I think making sure you sort of know what you want first, maybe creating a mood board or putting some ideas down or things like that. I mean, I created an entire SketchUp model 3D of my home <laughs> before wow. I bought anything because I couldn't decide what I wanted. How did you do that? Uh, I used a, a system um, called SketchUp, and I, asked to, I was trying to convince my boyfriend why I wanted this dining table He's like, it's not going to work. And I was like, it is. So I ended up making the whole space in 3D and doing a little walkthrough with him. Um, but if you've not got that software, move boards, have a little bit yeah. of fun, or even just go and do a day of shopping without buying anything. Take some photographs, see how you feel, and then maybe take a bit of time to digest what you've seen and if you still really love it. Uh, I would sometimes see a piece and go, I like it. I'm going to see how I feel in a few days and see if I still loved it. So take some time with it. That's a really good idea. That yeah. is really good. So I'm like that, bull in a china shop. Oh, I get so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think as well, when you move into a home, it's like, I want it all now. I want it to look finished now. Yeah. That's the thing, it, It's really it? hard. We lived without um, the sofa that we wanted for the first sort of six weeks, I think it was. And I was getting really impatient. But I knew it needs to be the right sofa. It needs to be the one that fits because we've got like an exposed staircase um, into our dining. So it had to fit the staircase really well and I knew what I wanted and it had to be a certain size so I'm glad we waited and got what we wanted so yeah I think um, as hard as it is try and be patient and learn to know your home it's fun sitting on a mattress downstairs for weeks on end <laughs> we it? had a sofa luckily all oh, right um we yeah we didn't have a bed for a while we had a mattress and it was like we need to get a bed now <laughs> um but also like lead times are, are tricky aren't they so but definitely if you chose the right piece it'll be worth the wait so your tip is just wait I think just wait and learn your home and understand how you want to live in that space and then everything will fall into place now. So when you find it, and make sure you find a piece you really love because if you compromise on a piece, you'll know about it and in a few months you'll be like, oh, I shouldn't have bought that. <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to sell it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
Um, so granny core, sorry, hashtag granny core. Is that still a big thing? Because that just kind of blew into life after lockdown, didn't it really? Yeah. The whole, people don't know. It's kind of like, what's the best way to describe it? Quite chintzy, isn't it? And like, I think it's like that combination of old versus new, isn't it? And mm. how can we bring something old in and pair it with something quite contemporary? And I actually love seeing people do this on TikTok. Um, it's quite addictive. Um, even like fashion and um, interiors, they sort of work hand in hand in. Yeah, I love it. I think it's a very fun way. And I've got a soft spot for a charity shop day. Um, so if I go out and I love to collect pieces and I do like it when pieces feel more collected rather than um, super refined. So I think there's something quite nice in the, the granny core. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> so it's still quite it's still quite a big thing then, is it? I think it is in a lot of people's homes. Yeah, I, I quite enjoy it. I think it's very fun watching people be very playful with it. It's quite eclectic. Um, so I don't think it's going anywhere. But would it work in the new build that we're in today? I think if it's done right, it can. <laughs> Tell me how to do it right. I think you've got to be quite considered with the pieces, um, consider what it's going with as well. Um, make sure you're looking at the different colours and the palette and the, the finishes within that piece, whether it's a piece of furniture. Um, we see it a lot with styling, people collecting pieces. Um, so either, yeah, if you're going to have a really contemporary home, you have one piece, it could look a bit odd. But if you're going to collect a few pieces, it can work quite nicely. Um, so yeah, I think just knowing what you have at home before purchasing something else and picturing that all together and making sure you're buying it for like a, a purpose, not just over buying and having lots of clutter. Can you just go to your nan's house and get her old Toby <laughs> jugs and teapots and stuff like that? I do love a little vintage teapot. I think it's really sweet. Um, yeah, I, th I think you, it's just having a bit of fun with it really, isn't it? Being quite playful and not being afraid to put something within a space that might not always feel like it works, but something about that I think feels more homely and more that lived in you know, sort of collected look rather than really refined. It's like you've gone out and bought a set that all matches perfectly. So I quite like um, eclectic pieces that don't always have to match. It's the same with furniture. I like furniture that doesn't match perfectly as well. And so you're talking about charity shops earlier. You can get some <laughs> gems in a charity shop. Love a charity shop day. And, you know, your money's going to something um, really nice. You're sort of, you're, you're giving back. And yeah, I love a charity shop day. I found so many cute little pieces from my home. What's the best find? Oh, lots of little um, mismatched storage jars that I use when I post. So I like having my friends around doing lots of buffet. We said before, I'm such a foodie. Yeah. So yeah, I love having like a buffet. Um, so I have lots of cute little mismatching jars to put um, sauces and things in. I've collected them over time. So yeah, love it. <laughs> so as well as um, charity shops, are there any other ways you can get some really good pieces for not spending that much? Uh, honestly, Facebook Marketplace. I used it a lot when I got my first home. Um, I really wanted a oak dining table with a bench and two chairs. And I wanted it quite long so I could fit a couple of extra chairs on the end of like Christmas and things like that. And it was getting really expensive everywhere I looked. So I ended up going on Facebook. And I just spent, I would just check it sort of every few hours, see if anyone uploaded anything. I had a few key keywords saved and I found one. It was about £100 for the whole set. And I wanted the chairs to be black and they were, they were oak. So I just sprayed it myself um, with some wood paint. And yeah, it was exactly what I wanted. And it cost me including the paint, like £120. It was amazing. So people shouldn't be afraid to do a bit of upcycling? 100%. I think, um, you know, if you can go on Facebook and find what you want, all you want to do is just upcycle it a little bit. It's much more sustainable, much more cost-effective. Um, so, yeah, we use that quite a lot because you can just play around with things. You can change the handle on a bedside. Um, I actually bought new handles for my bedside. You can look at changing the legs on something if you wanted to or simply just painting it a different colour. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to look on Facebook. People sometimes just need to get rid of things for free as well. 
um, my bedsides, I think were, I think they were free because the, the woman was like, she needs to get rid of these. So can we just come and collect them today? So, you know, um, yeah, you can, you can literally search keywords as well. You can literally search, like, if you know there's something from Ikea that you want, but, you know, you've just bought your home, or you've just started renting and you can't afford it, you can just search Ikea and people put things on there. Um, so, yeah, use Facebook because, you know, having a home, it, it is expensive and we know that. And whether you're renting or buying, um, yeah, try and find sort of cost-effective ways to still get the pieces that you want. So yeah, Facebook. Well, that's quite a good idea as well. If people have moved into a new rental and the furniture doesn't fit, change a handle. That's a great idea. Yeah, exactly. You can just, and we, as I said, we had some furniture from our flat that didn't then work in our home. Um, we moved from a, a flat to a house and a lot of the pieces didn't really work. They were just didn't fit the shape of the new house that we had. So we sold a few pieces as well. And it was great because you, know, you got to know people and they were so grateful and you know people were relieved they were getting things for half the price they would new and as long as it's in a good condition um so yeah you feel like you're giving you you're putting your pieces and giving them a new lease of life um yeah the, i think you want to keep things to last and it's better for the environment as well and also a sense of pride because yeah. when you can say i've done that yeah exactly. and when people come around it's like oh where do you get that from well i did it oh there's so many pieces in my house it's like facebook yeah <laughs> yeah and your amazing touch as well that's, yes. <laughs> that's what it is um so we've got a few resident questions mm -hmm. so thank you so much for sending in your questions always great to hear from you um let's start off with julian uh he's just moved in to a simple life home and he wants some rental friendly hacks so give us some rental friendly hacks um, one thing I would say, if you don't want to put nails in a wall, command strips are great. Um, they're a great way to stick prints up without having to put nails in. And it means you can take them off at the end of your lease and you don't have to worry about damaging the wall. That's brilliant. So, yeah, because I, I struggled with this when I first started renting. So I was like, oh, how do I put things on the wall? And then discovered command strips and it was great. Um, it allowed me to add personality uh, without worrying about putting too many holes in the wall. But yeah, as long as you're using them properly, read the instructions, yeah, they're great. Okay. Charlotte says, um, my life is really busy and stressful. Do you have any interior tips to boost your well-being? I think finding that space in your home, you can feel truly relaxed. Um, so for me, as I said before, the bedroom is a sanctuary for me. It has to be um, a super calm um, space where I can sort of take, up, take the day off and try not to think about anything else. So yeah, finding that space in your home that is yours, whether that's having a bath at the end of the day, so you want to put a bit more attention into your bathroom, making it feel like you're in a spa or, you know, if you love curling up with a good book, have a nice cosy sofa, think about what helps you relax and then incorporate that into your interior design, furnishing decisions. Um, and yeah, it's like, for example, you know, if you love doing your yoga, make sure there's space in your house to have your mat out and, you know, a calm, relaxing space. But yeah, I think figure out what helps you relax and try and incorporate that and think about that when you buy your furniture as well. As I said, if you love curling up with a good book, make sure a corner sofa could be great for that because you could wiggle into the corner at the end of a long day with a, a book. So yeah, I think just as I mentioned earlier, you know, really think about how you feel within a space. And if you do that first, your decisions later on when it comes to interior styling and furnishing will be perfect. How do you make a bathroom more personal? Because bathrooms are very functional, aren't they? How do you uh, add a bit of uh, you to a bathroom? I think like styling, you can put prints in a bathroom if you wanted to, a nice, I love a bath tray. A uh, nice bath tray, a nice diffuser with a, with a scent that makes you feel quite calming. So like I said, even in a rented home, if you're not um, you know, ripping out the bathroom and changing it up, you've got a nice bathroom like you would have in the Simple Life one here, for example. 
um, you know, how do you style that to suit your needs? So I like a bath tray because I love having a nice bath and putting a nice um, diffuser in there so it feels really calming and yeah, just, just maybe spend that bit more on those items, like some nice towels and things like that. Maybe spend that a little bit more to um, make you feel really cozy. Uh, love a plant as well. I think bringing a bit of nature in is quite nice, whether it's real or fake, depending on how well you can look after your plants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bringing some nature in as well, um, whether it be through a plant or some little floral pieces. And would that work in a downstairs toilet as well? Oh, I love her. I love a WC. Um, you can have so much fun with them. Yeah, things like a print or a cool mirror. Um, and yeah, just how you style it a little bit as well, whether it's a nice bath mat with some texture. There's some really fun ones out there now. They haven't always got to be a plain white bath mat. Um, there's so many, so many out there. So yeah, have a little bit of fun with the styling. You don't don't forget about a bathroom. It can sometimes be um, an overlooked space, I think, because you put so much attention into the other areas. But yeah, if you're the type of person that likes a nice bath after a long day, yeah, put a bit of attention to the bathroom and a bit of budget. I fancy a bath now. I know, same. <laughs> All relaxed. Right, Haley's uh, sent us a message as well. She says, uh, we love the show home. How do I make my home like the show home we looked around? Where do I start with the styling? I think um, having a little bit of fun with it, having lots of texture. I mean, we included a few little artificial plants um, with it being a show home, you kind of have to. Um, but yeah, I think bringing a little bit of greenery in is always really, really nice. And don't be afraid to have some fun with bouquets of flowers. You'll see it in the dining area. We incorporated some nice um, stems in a, a little jar. So I think bring a bit of nature in where you can definitely. Those touches of green will just make it feel so much more homely. And then I think finding what style you like and um, incorporating those pieces, love a good cushion, um, have a little bit of fun with the cushions and yeah, sort of find that palette that you like. I think naturally when you do a house um, or an apartment, you'll fall into a palette that you love. Like we kept it very soft in this one. I really wanted it to feel quite organic, um, bringing in the fact that we're surrounded by so much nature. So we brought a lot of like sort of uh, lots of wood tones in, lots of floral patterns, and we kept it very soft, um, which reflected well, lots of natural light as well. Um, and yeah, have a little bit of fun with the artwork and things like that. And mirrors are a good hack if you are allowed to hang anything. A mirror is a great way to help a space feel a bit bigger as well. So, yeah. so you talked earlier about bringing in a bit of nature into uh, your home. <laughs> flowers are expensive. Okay. And then obviously, you know, unless you're very lucky and somebody keeps buying you flowers. <laughs> Um, talk fake flowers. These sound amazing. Yeah, so bouquets of sort of dried flowers are great. Um, they last much longer, obviously, than a real flower. I mean, I love having bouquets of real flowers in my home, but it does start adding up. Um, so, yeah, bouquets are great. There's so many sort of small businesses now that do them, whether it's on Etsy or small accounts. And, um, yeah, you have a lot of different types of dried flowers, artificial flowers. And I think sometimes when we say artificial plants people assume they're going to look artificial but not anymore there's so many great ones out there on the market and they're a really low maintenance cost effective way to bring some floral in i mean i have a lot of pampas in my home um but it's great because it adds a little bit of texture a little bit of fun but i don't have to worry about maintaining it too much so um yeah there's so many out there as well you can buy the individual stems and make the bouquet yourself which i like doing or you can buy a bouquet pre-made and it's done for you and it comes and you just put it in a nice vase and yeah. But that sounds quite fun making your own bouquet yeah. because it's <laughs> like you can have your sense of colour without getting the paint brushes out or anything 100%, like that. 100% yeah and it's a fun way to um, incorporate some colour into your home as well without having to like I said, always buy real bunches of flowers because they can get quite expensive and then you know they don't last very long so 
yeah, dry bouquets are great. And there's so many out there now at all different price points. So you can have a little look around. Um, even some shops now um, have them out and you can just play around and make your own bouquets yourself. So, yeah. This music to people's ears who can't look after houseplants. This is great. I can't look after houseplants. Yeah. <laughs> I'm awful at it. I suppose um, the um, the fake flowers as well. Do you call them fake flowers? That sound right? It just sounds like we're cheapening them a bit. Uh, them I think it's flowers. like faux, um, faux, artificial, faux foliage, <laughs> artificial dried flowers. Um, flowers, I tend to say dried flowers are quite yeah, nice. But... but you can also get like the... Um, artificial eucalyptus stems, things like that, and they don't look too different from a real one. So, and it will work in dark corners of a house where yeah. normally a house plant or flowers, yeah, yeah wouldn't do well. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good way to low maintenance, not have to worry about it, and a bit more cost effective. One room we haven't talked about is the kitchen. How do you uh, how do you put your own stamp on a kitchen? Oh, there's so many. I love. I think kitchen styling is my favourite bit to style. I love a cookbook. Um, yeah, I think have a little bit of a look around, different things you like, different colours. Cookbooks are a great way to incorporate some graphics into your kitchen. Um, and yeah, hopefully you actually use them as well. <laughs> um, lots of like organic boards, like chopping boards and things are a nice way to add some layer and some texture. Um, and yeah, just uh, there's so many, you get so much inspiration as well. You could sit on so many websites, Pinterest all day and see different things you can do. But um yeah, cookbooks are a really good way to add some colour into your kitchen. And don't be afraid to have some nice things on display as well. You know, if you have, a, like I said before, a nice um, vintage teapot, let's say you found, don't be afraid to put that on display. Um, you know, if you have something you absolutely love, there's a way to have it out as well. And I don't think a kitchen has to always be everything's away in a cupboard. I think if you've got some pieces that you're really proud of, that you've collected and you loved, have them out on display, show them off. Make it a nice little, nice space. A kitchen should be a place where you feel, it's where you make your meals and... Is that thing isn't what you say at a party, everyone ends up in the kitchen. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I think don't neglect your kitchen. Um, it's such a heart of any home, I think. So yeah, if you've got some pieces that you love, have them on display. Cookbooks is a great idea. Love a cookbook. That's really good. That's <laughs> yeah, really, I have really a few good. display cookbooks I do use, but they're very pretty on display as well. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't have to be like, you just find a cookbook which looks pretty, you might not enjoy the recipes in yeah, it. Yeah, you try like to find that balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a nice cookbook, but with some recipes that you actually like as well. Okay. But there's some lovely ones out there now, um, and they're not too expensive either. But again, same as I said before, charity shops, things like that, home sense, yeah. you can find them a bit more cost effective because, like I said, getting your first home. Um, or renting your first home or anything really can be quite expensive nowadays. So have a little look around, you'll find some bargains. So Kelsey, it's been great today talking to you and your passion for interior design is so infectious. I want to <laughs> go home and rip my house out and start again now. It's, uh, it's amazing your passion for it. It's fantastic. Oh, it's really good. Um, what's been your, uh, what would you say your top three tips then for interior design for you know, people starting in? The top three takeaways from today. I think first of all, definitely take your time with it. I think uh, learn your space, know how you want to be within that space, and then the pieces will fall um, where they need to. So take a bit of time, there's no rush. Um, so yeah, definitely that. I would say there really is no right or wrong answer with interior design. I think that's the reason why I fell in love with it. It was more about what makes you feel happy, comfortable, positive. Um, so yeah, don't be afraid to try something different and play around with those colours. Um, yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, have a little bit of fun with it. I've probably said that about 100 times in this podcast. Um, but yeah, have a bit of fun with it. You know, don't be afraid to be a bit more bold and play with your textures. And, you know, if you are going to buy a sofa and buy a chair, you can 
make some mood boards. You don't have to be an interior designer to make a mood board or, you know, pull some images offline, what you love. And yeah, um, you don't have to be an interior designer to take that passion in your home. Well, we really hope um, people listening will take away some of these tips and we'd love to see some befores and afters. That would be fantastic. We, we could see, you know, people who've been inspired by you today, oh, Kelsey. That'd be amazing. Yeah, so. I love seeing the journey of someone's home um, and what, what they've made it into. And I said, upcycling furniture as well. I love seeing people take one piece and then completely change it into something else. So. Yeah, send anything like that. I'd love to see it. That'd be great. And like you mentioned earlier, with the Simple Life Home, um, it is a blank canvas, essentially. Yeah. All the hard work's done. It's yeah, just, right. you know, you don't have to lay a floor. You don't have to paint a wall. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's just, perfect, yeah. It's the fun stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and it's amazing you can rent a house as well. Because I think a lot of people assume renting has to be apartments. Um, and, you know, it's great you can rent a full house. You get a garden. Um, as I said, it's a blank canvas. You make it whatever you want. And, yeah, it's it's a super easy transition into your first um, a first or how many you've had rented apartment, and yeah, you can really easily make it your own. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Kelsey, thank you very much. Thanks oh, for inspiring thank us today, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thank you. And there we have it. Thanks again to my guest on this edition of the Simple Life Chat, Kelsey Evans from Loft. And as always, you can get more on today's episode at the official website, simplelifehomes.co.uk. See you next time when we'll be chatting about new chapters, transitions and changes triggered by major life events like getting married and moving house. And Simple Life residents Ben and Katrina have recently done both.